0: you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland Podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. And this is what my message is about today, is we believed and then we went home. And I think about, how easy it is for us to just go back to home. The same old, same old, same old, same old. But if I'm not mistaken, something is supposed to be different that happens in our lives when we believe. We're not talking about the tooth fairy today. We believe that He is risen and this is the greatest news for anyone, any human in any era of time. This is beyond the cure to cancer. This is not a winning lottery ticket. Friends, if I told you that I had the numbers today, some of you would play them. You know what I mean? What we're talking about is here, they believed. And I'm hopeful that when we believe that he is risen, something is different about our lifestyle. Something Is different. There must be now priority. Today, tomorrow, and the next day, what do you know you are changing about your life because you believe? Does that make sense? I know several people, and myself included, that will oftentimes just feel stuck in like a revolving cycle of our life. And I know that many of us are are God what what are you going to do with my life? What do you where are we going next? Like we're wanting purpose, we're wanting assignment. And I want you to know that there is a call of God on your life and there is something significant that God is calling you to do because you believe in the only one that awakens souls and washes sins and brings us To purpose in people's lives. Like like you have the greatest news in the world. What will we do with it? Peter saw and believed. And Peter believed many different times in his life. I was thinking in scripture all the times that I can pinpoint in Peter's life. A scenario that took place that is without question. Peter was involved in it. And it was obvious that he believed. For example... Uh, The time in the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 37, when when Peter was invited to be one of the three disciples that got the opportunity to go into a room with a little girl that had just died. And Jesus kicked everyone out of the room except Jesus' closest disciples. And he watched, as he said, arise to the little girl. And Peter got to witness it. You know, in that moment, he believed. What about the, the moment where Peter's mother-in-law was ill in the book of Luke, chapter 4? And Peter went home, and he brought all the disciples there, and everyone's going to hang out. And all of a sudden, she's his mom is ill, and Jesus gets there. He rebukes her fever. She gets up, and then she makes dinner for everyone. In that moment, man, d- Peter believed that Jesus could do anything. If he can touch my mother in law, come on, somebody. Uh, that was a, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let that one slide. Uh, the next thing is we know that in the moment where Jesus is asking all the disciples, I see this as a campfire situation, but the Bible never says there was a campfire, but the, it had to be a campfire. I don't know. And and he says, "Who do you say that I, I am?" And all the disciples start saying, "Well, maybe John the Baptist, maybe a Messiah, maybe this, maybe." And and Peter said, "Nope, you're the Messiah." And Jesus said, that's right, Peter, on this rock, you are the rock. And on this rock, this, this comes out of Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church. I want you to know the times that Peter believed, it always changed his calling. It comes with this, that the great commission Peter received, that he too would raise the dead. He too, would heal the sick. he too would, would 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 lead people into repentance and telling others, "I don't know what the call of God has came on your life." Uh, another story where where I know that Peter believed was in Luke chapter five verse four through eleven when when Jesus was teaching from Peter's boat and he said, "Cast the boat out and and he teaches everyone on the hillside and right after this moment we see Jesus say, "Hey Peter." I want you to catch some fish. Go out, push the boat out a little further. And Peter says, Jesus, we've been doing this all night long. We didn't catch anything. And he says, cast your nets on the other side. And it's at this moment they catch this big old heap. They need other boats to come in to bring the boat, the the fish into the land. And 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 Peter says, you're the Lord. And he says, why don't you come follow me? I'll make you a fisher of men. I want you to know that when you believe in something, it should always change the way and the outcome and the trajectory of your life. If you believe that your marriage is the most important thing in your life, it should change the way you live. If you believe in your children, it should change the way you sacrifice and live for them. If we believe that Jesus is Lord, then it should change the way we wake up tomorrow and the things that we prioritize in our schedule. It should change the way we speak, the way we believe when someone else is in a pinch or in a bind or has a problem in their body or has a problem in their life. We are the ones that believe that the Lord can do anything and we should live with purpose and with hope. And that message on our tongue, rather than walking by someone else who's stuck. You're going to see this here in a minute. Peter believed, and then he went home. And I think about all of the things that we know that Peter should have done, but yet when he believed, uh, when he cast the nets on the other side, the very next thing that Jesus says is, you'll be a fisher of men. Well, we think time and time again, all the things that Peter did wrong when he went back to the same old, same old. Like the time where he freaked out and, and he, uh, he tried to save Jesus because Jesus couldn't save himself, apparently. And he swung a sword at some guy's face, missed, and cut off his ear. Peter, you missed that one. Uh, what about the time where Peter denied Jesus three times? Peter, you missed that one. What about the time, uh, I wrote all these things down, where, Jesus, where Peter rebuked Jesus And then Jesus rebuked Peter and said, hey, look, Satan, get behind me. What about when Peter argued with the disciples about who would be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Again and again, it's easy for us to believe that Jesus is Lord, know know that he has a plan and purpose for our life, and go back to the same old person. I don't want to be stuck. I want my life to make a difference, and I want it to count. And the reality is when he redeems us, Lacey read it this morning that he saved you with a plan and a purpose on you are his masterpiece created in christ jesus to do good works that he ordained long ago you were designed to make a difference and this was peter but let me show you right what happens and i've got to go a lot faster it says he believed and then he went home well we know that peter became a nation shaker but not right away so he leaves the tomb, he goes inside, he believes because he can see the linen. Man, he is the Lord, He's risen, he did just what he said. I know and I understand now all of the scripture, what he had to do. Man, Jesus is Lord, but he goes home. And this is what happens in the same book, in the same chapter, John chapter 20, verse 19. That Sunday evening, everyone say that evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. We understand Peter's still in the mentality that they're going to suffer because of what's going on. Now, it's not fair that we get to know the end of the story. But what I want us to understand is that we have a story. And sometimes we believe and we get stuck in the pattern of television We get stuck in the pattern of going back to Instagram. And sometimes we got to delete those old apps or you got to delete those old habits or whatever it is that's sucking your time away, preventing you from stepping into what you're called to do. What is it that's the old thing that you don't need to be doing anymore? Peter was heroic, a man of great faith. And here we find him scared behind locked doors. When Jesus appeared to him, and he said, suddenly, Jesus was standing there. Now, I don't know if you know, this is not significant, but I I get excited because uh, we didn't hear Jesus knock on the door. We didn't hear them unlock the door. All we know is that the doors were locked, and then there was Jesus, and I think that's pretty cool. I'm just letting you know. Okay, you can let your mind go. All right, cool. And he says, peace be with you. Why did Jesus say that? Because they're terrified. There's commotion in their spirit. And maybe that's what's preventing us from stepping into what God has. I don't know if you know, but sometimes fear can get you. Fear can get you from, from telling someone else about the Lord, a coworker. Fear can prevent you from standing up for something that's right. Fear can prevent you from ministering to your spouse or to your children because you're afraid that they're going to think that you're still the same old person. Fear has a way of keeping you from becoming who God... Fear will, will paralyze you. It will keep you stuck. And they were afraid. And Jesus said, Peace. Be still. That's the same thing I think Jesus said to the waters in the storm. I don't know. That's another rabbit trail for another storm. Okay, cool. So, so he spoke. And then, and then what it says is that it, he said, um, uh, peace be with you. And then he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. But he, they already believed. Why do they need to believe again? How many more times do we got to believe? Before something changes in our daily lives When we already know that he is resurrected. Does this make sense? And then uh, Jesus breathed on them in verse 22. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And this is a key thing. Listen, I don't know if you have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is critical to anyone who is born again. The Bible says that you can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will draw you to the Holy Spirit. And when you're born again, you're born of the Spirit. And so you need to know that you can't live for God without the Holy Spirit. You can't love God without the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to come upon you and change you from the inside out. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. But what really bothers me about this, and then he said, anyone who sins you forgive will be forgiven, and anyone who sins you don't forgive will not be forgiven. And really what he's trying to say is, you guys have an assignment now. It's so much more than just doing good things or making money, or going to work. People are bound in sin. That sin will prevent them from eternity with Jesus. This is the greatest conversation in our life. Ken, let me just ask you, not on the news, not on social media, in your life, amongst people you know, do you recognize sin? and we have to activate and help do something about that cool but what bothers me is that the, peter received the holy spirit and still was struggling we see here in the next in the next passage are you guys with me he believed and then they went home And I just don't want to go home to the same old, same old. I want to create change in my life that allows me to step into what God is calling me to do and become. The next time uh, the the disciples experienced Jesus, it says that it was with with Thomas. Just a couple days later, Thomas didn't get to see Jesus that night, and Thomas got to meet him. And so there was a second time where all the disciples saw Jesus again and believed so they they believed at the tomb and then they went home and then they went home and locked the doors and made sure that no one else could come in and Jesus still showed up saying hey guys you have work to do you can't just stay here anymore we got to go go and reach people with the gospel and then what happens next is what we see is then he shows up to Thomas they see him again and then in the book uh, in, in John chapter twenty one, there is another encounter that I want to read to you very closely, and it's really important because it it mirrors the very first time that Peter encountered Jesus when Jesus was fishing and they cast their nets and they caught this big cast. And Jesus is trying to give us all purpose. Now, before I read this passage, I need you to understand something: your calling is supposed to look different than mine. I don't believe that every one of us here has the call to go stand on the street corner down here with a bullhorn and tell everyone that that Jesus reigns. And But you have an assignment. And I think what's terrible is when we go home and drift. And sometimes I think you need to understand that the world that we live in is is, is is calling you to tune into your cell phone and tune into the TV and tune into things and just causes everything that's actually significant in your life to drift. You're drifting from your spouse and you don't know it. You're drifting from your children and you don't know it. You're drifting from your calling. You're, you're, you're drifting from your assignment at work. You're drifting from things that are significant and we don't know it. And I, I hate that. I don't want to, I don't want to believe and just go home. I'm so thankful that you believe in Jesus. Man, I, I we we pray and we pray and we pray for a church that would that would love the Lord. Wonderful. Now what? I don't want you to just come and sit. I want you to go and change the world, be salt, and be light, be a difference maker. Okay, cool. So, here we go. Uh, John 21. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is what happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel from, from, from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. And Simon Peter said... I'm going fishing. Now, let me just stop there. Ain't nothing wrong with fishing. Let me just be clear. I want to go fishing. I want to be fishing right after church today. It'd be so glorious, man. Tune everything out and just, it'd be wonderful. But I don't want to go fishing when the Lord has a calling for me. And the reason why this is important is if we can see very clearly that the leader of the entire church, historic church can miss the moment, so can we. And it doesn't change the way God loves you. It doesn't change the way God feels about you. It doesn't change. You still have a calling on your life. I want you to understand. We're going to miss it. But he told them, I want you to go and tell folks about their sin. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to stay locked up and stay distant like there's work to do. I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in a boat, and they caught nothing all night. Good for them. Them jerks. At dawn, I I hate how many times I've caught nothing. It makes me wonder if I was supposed to be there at all. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellas, have you caught any fish? Nope, they replied. Then he said, then throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll catch some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. And this... Just bothers me. I gotta tell you, fishing story. I've seen this happen so many times in my life. One time I went with Rachel fishing. And we went fishing and we had this charter and we were catching all these mangrove snapper. It was so wonderful. I think we caught like 35 mangrove snappers. So, snappers all over the place. They're so delicious fish. I don't know if you know about anything about mangrove snapper, they're wonderful. <laughs> we're on a charter and the guy's looking at the radar and he goes, There's mangrove snapper everywhere. And I'm on the side of the boat with Anthony. And we're just catching nothing. Meanwhile, on the other side of the boat, Rachel is pulling in fish after fish after what is going on. So we forced Rachel to swim. Remember, Rachel, Rachel, you get on that side of the boat. We're going over there. And you know what happened? Nothing on that (laughs) side of the boat. Meanwhile, Rachel's on our side of the boat now, hammering these fish again. So annoying, man. Let me just tell you can't make it up. Especially when you pay money to get on the boat, and the guy who's like, literally, I don't know what to tell you, man. The fish are right there, like just right there. Not there, there. Jerk. And this is the same story that happened the first time Peter believed. And so what happens, he stands up on the boat and they have no idea who the guy is. The the scripture says it was a few hundred yards away from shore. That's three football fields away from shore. So this conversation that they're happening isn't like from me to Gary. It's a long ways away. They can't see the guy. They can hear him, but it's, it's faint. And Peter, as soon as this happens and the net gets full, he knows who it is. He's been here before. You've, been there before where god told i told you I, I told you why are we here guys why are we what are we doing you have a calling peter stands up and wraps his tunic around his waist his jacket and jumps in the water man i love this is peter all head headstrong like, i'm in man and he swims to go in after jesus and then when they get there, it's then the disciple who Jesus loved said, "It's the Lord." Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He put his tunic on and he jumped in the water and headed for shore. And the others stayed on the boat and pulled the load to the shore. And they were only a few hundred yards from shore. And when they got there, they found the breakfast waiting for them: fish cooking over the charcoal fire and some bread. Now that—that's the Lord, man. That's cool. You know, He knows how to welcome us home, man. You know, here's some food, bro. Come on, Mango snapper on the dinner. Here we go. And uh, he said, bring some of uh, the fish you just caught. And so Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore, and there were over 153 large fish, and, they, uh, and the net still hadn't torn. And when they come and had breakfast, Jesus said, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew who it was. After 50, uh, verse 15, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord you know that i love you and i i just love that question and it chokes me up cuz some of you love christ with every fiber of your being and you don't know why you're stuck and if god was to ask you do you love me you'd, you 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 you'd scream it you'd ride it on a tower you'd you'd paint it you know you'd tattoo it you'd do whatever you man i got them all in but it, he's not asking you to scream it he's asking you to just Put him first and obey him. And that's the hard thing, is we go home. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He says, then feed my lambs. And that's important because I want you to know like your assignment isn't, he's not saying I want you to go and preach. He's not saying I want you to go. He's take care of my people. Take care of those that can't take care of themselves. These lambs don't know where to go. Can you lead them? This may be the lost. This may be the body of Christ. You may be the best teacher in our church, and you're not teaching. You may be the best, best administrator in the world, and you're not administrating. You, you, I don't know what it is, the giftings that God's put inside of you, but have you discovered what it is that God's calling you to do now that you believe? It may be just being here. This is the biggest thing that you can give to God right now. Wonderful. You need to know that he loves you even when you're an idiot. Peter denied the Lord, and it didn't change. Jesus is still coming for you. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my lambs. Then Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said, and a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked this question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And feed my sheep. And what I, I really think the problem is, is not, um, it's, it's that we're stubborn people. And we're people of habit and we're, we, we, we refuse. It's like someone has to pull us out of ourself. Jesus is being redundant because he knows one time isn't going to wake us up. So he has to say it again. Do you love me? Then change something. Live differently now. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Great, great, I'm glad. Then, then, then change something. But he's, he's saying, feed my sheep. And I don't know what that looks like to you three things I think is important that we can do here. The very next thing that we see Peter do is he changed his lifestyle. He made prayer a priority and he gathered all of the saints in the upper room and they cried out to God. Maybe you need to bring some of your friends over to your house and cry out to God. Maybe you need to start a Bible study. Maybe you need to go evangelize. Maybe you need to... Call some people in your life for some accountability because there's some things that's not happening right. But Peter got the disciples together. And then he started a meeting. And I think there's some assignments that aren't happening, maybe because we're not gathering people into our life. Don't just go home. Lead. Lead people to Christ. Lead people into the light. Don't just go home. We believe. Well, the, James said that even the demons in hell believe. I'm so proud that you believe. I believe too. But when you start believing in a way that starts making changes in your life, now you're inspiring me to live for Jesus. And now you're inspiring others to live for Jesus. And now we're making a difference. What changes now that we believe? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I love you guys. And um, for some of you, you need the Holy Spirit. You don't know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, Maybe that's your first step. For some of you, you need to be water baptized. You've not been serving the Lord, and now you're serving the Lord, and you need to tell others, hey, man, I've, made, I've given Jesus my life, and he is everything, and, and that's your next step. Uh, for some of you guys, there's some sin in your life, and it needs to be cut off, and you need to create accountability for those decisions. You need to bring other people into your life. What is the next thing that you need to do so you don't just go home? What if Peter never was confronted by Jesus again and again and again. He'd just go back to the same old, same old. My kids need me. My friends need me. This world needs me to be different. Hey, if you're here today and you recognize that the Lord is telling you that you need to turn it up a notch here today and get specific about how you believe, and he's showing you some things by the power of the Holy Spirit that you need to change, If that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just raise your hand right now? I want to know who we're praying for. It's beautiful. About 15, 20 hands up right here. And I just want you to know that only the Holy Spirit can remind you how you live for him. You don't need to be Peter. You need to be you. But you need to follow him. I love you guys. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the worship that's here in this room. I thank you that something beautiful happens when your people come together. I thank you that you're moving among in our community. I thank you for those that are being changed, even right now now i thank you for the high call of god on our lives i thank you god that you're still calling us to run harder after you to abandon the other things in our life and 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 put first things first this is where passion lies in my life this is where purpose is this is when i know what i'm called to do and called to be it's you it's all about you lord it's always been all about you i'm so thankful for what you're doing here in our in our lives thankful that your holy spirit is here thankful that you're moving here in our church and in this city. I'm thankful, God, that you're awakening us. You're awakening us. You're awakening us. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for being the same when you're calling us to change. Would you wash us in the blood of Jesus? Would you make us whole? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, there is a few things that I need to announce before we dismiss today formally. One, tonight is Next Steps. And so if you're new to our church or you want to be part of the community, we want you there. We want to get you involved. Come tonight to Next. Even if you've been here for eight years or you've been through it before, come. Uh, The next thing is... um, In order for you to grow, you're going to need other believers. I have other believers that help me grow, and you're going to need them too. Connect groups are meeting all through the city. There's one tomorrow night. There's one the next night. Go to a connect group. Connect with other believers. Something happens when we get in the light of the gospel. It exposes all of our intentions, our laziness, and it brings us to another level. The last thing is if you need prayer for anything, if you need to receive the Holy Spirit, if you just want someone to pray with you, healing in your body, or for a family member, or you're just going through a tough time, we'll have our prayer warriors down here at the altar. And we want to partner. We want to pray with you. I love you guys, Father. I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you're moving. I thank you that you, Jesus, are resurrected. And I pray that you would teach me by the power of your Holy Spirit how to live our lives in such a way that we declare that you can do anything. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. You believe, now don't just go home. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Lakeland.